I am Grant Gustin, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. While we wait for CW to Flash to return to our television screen sometime in October, we are going to do you know summer coverage of the Flash here on the Flash podcast that regularly covers you know the CW hit show The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry Allen slash The Flash. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, as always, and with me are my fellow Flash Flash podcast crew members, Adam Holmes and Chris Stuker. Hey guys. Hello. You know what's so funny is that. You guys haven't been on for like in ever. Like Adam has been, hasn't been on since I think since February or whatever, and Chris hasn't been on since last season uh, in season last zero. Summer feels like. Well, it was May because I remember like the trailer came out for, for the Flash, and you were online. Adam was online. I was online, and we were like, "How about we just do this thing together?" And and the rest of it is kind of history, but um, as to our listeners, our regular listeners, who are amazing, um, sorry that we haven't been around for the past two, three weeks since the finale. We took a little break, and we did our we did our little slash crossover with the Assembly Geeks uh, comic book news show that uh, my fellow co-host Scott Murray from the Flash Podcast um, does over at the Assembly, Assembly Geeks podcast crew. And uh, so, yeah, we were just taking a few weeks break, and, you know, I have had some things um, on, my, on my list to do and so, But now we're here. To talk some flash with you guys, and we're gonna start some, you know, small uh, for this week because there's been some. There, we already had some tidbits about what's coming up in season two of the Flash, and we also now have some Comic Con plans to to talk about. So let's kick it up with the first item on our agenda. I don't know why it's why I speak like that. It's been it's been a while, you guys. So Adam, what a TV line. Confirm or announced last week. Well, I, yeah, TV Line has been, uh, you know, dropping some scoops on what we can expect from uh, the Flash next season. Two in particular. First one is about a new love interest for Mr. Barry Allen. Uh, according to them, the show has cast a major recurring role for a character named Wendy, who is described as a spunky, fun, and funny romantic interest for Barry Allen. She is a cop for the Central State Police Department. Is also described as bright and scientific-minded. So basically think Felicity Smoke from Arrow. And this Wendy person is going to be introduced in Episode 2. Yeah, and um, and they're still casting the roles. So I we will probably know either before Comic-Con or at Comic-Con uh, who's going to be playing her. Well, the reason that Adam keeps saying it like Wendy is because... This is obviously a cover name for a DC character because yeah. they usually what they do is because I think the reason they do it like this is because 
if, in case something doesn't work out and they want to drop the character altogether, that, then it doesn't have to be like, well, Pat is pivot or whatever character it is, will not be on the Flash. So in case they can just say, it, it, will, it was just Wendy or whatever. Um, because I, I know in, on Smallville, when, for example, they were doing the Justice Society of America arc, they were casting, <laughs> it's kind of funny, they were casting Stargirl, Hawkman, and Dr. Fate. Uh, Stargirl girl's name, cover name, was, funny enough, Jessica Jones. I was like, <laughs> wait, wait, isn't that a Marvel name? <laughs> but luckily, it was just a cover name on a casting sheet, so I guess... They got away with that. But it's like they want to make sure that when they have the cast, uh, casted actor, they want to be able to do that together with the announcement. So that's probably why they're kind of covering up with Wendy. Uh, but we all think that some of our Flash minds are thinking that it is a character named Patty Spivet from the Flash mythology. And um, before we you know, go on thinking about what we think about the show bring, possibly bringing her in, uh, how... how dumb would we look like if it's this whole time it was really just a character named Wendy and they're like a comic guy and, and introducing um, playing the character of Wendy Miss whatever whatever on the panel we're like oh shoot it wasn't Patty but but let's let's just talk briefly who Patty Spivet is from is that how you say your last name Spivet Pivot mm-hmm. yeah Patty Spivet okay that's a weird last name but let's just go one-on-one on who she is uh, Adam what who is Patty in the the comics of the Flash? Well, Patty is pre New Fifty Two. Patty was Barry Allen's lab assistant at the Central State Police Department, and you know she had during her time in the comics she had a crush on Barry, but you know because he was either with or married to uh, Iris West. I'm not exactly sure on the time frame. Obviously, he only saw her as a friend and. I think eventually, kind of near the end of, right up, leading up right to the New 52 in the comics, I think she ended up leaving Central City just because, not only because of Barry, but she couldn't, you know, like handle the supervillain and particularly gruesome crimes that were happening in Central City. But in the New 52, she's taken a much more prominent role because, as most of you know, in the New 52, Barry Allen is no longer married to Iris West. So Patty has become his main love interest so she still works with him at the lab at the central city police department lab and i'm not sure exactly like which issue they get together but for like a good 20 issues they're boyfriend and girlfriend yeah and um i'm what would the shipper name be for that would it be like spivet allen or patty allen i i don't know what it you know what allen you know, you know how I feel about shipping, but I don't know, Palin. <laughs> I think you like shipping, but I think you're just like not the biggest fan of admitting it. I won't go advertising it. Uh, Chris, um, are you familiar a lot with Patty, Patty from the comic books? You know, I'm not overly familiar with her because I kind of I dropped off my Flash comic reading like the last 10, 15 years, but uh, which makes me really old. Or anyway, uh, but no, uh, things that thing that sort of. I mean, I like the fact that they're going to try and give give Barry a ongoing love interest, which I think is smart because, uh, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I was getting annoyed with the sort of back and forth, back and forth, Iris, and, you know, uh, what's happening, what's not happening. I mean, I know they didn't, it wasn't a huge focus on season one, uh, and I loved season one, don't get me wrong. But uh, when I read things like Think Felicity... I get a little worried because 
you know, I know we're in, we just finished season three of Arrow and I'm not giving any spoiler alert spoilers here. Don't worry folks if you haven't seen Arrow season three or even two, but um, I, I just found the character of Felicity on Arrow as a quick note comparison. Uh, I just felt that they really, they didn't write her as well as they had been writing her in say season one, season one to, that really, you liked that charm. You liked that addition. Uh, I felt they got too much, um, it was too much Felicity by the end of season three, and I was sort of tired of the character, which is not a knock on the actress, but a, a knock against the writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really hope that, obviously given very similar teams that work on The Flash, uh, I, I hope they, I just hope they give this character the uh, attention and sort of respect, I guess is not really the best word, but uh, something that this character would deserve. Um, and not not make the character of uh, make her as sort of just this Out of you know, oh look over there there she is there's Spivet here she comes again great yeah. you know um, I, I just hope that they they're smart about the way they write her and, and don't make her too much of a background character but also don't make her too much of a main uh, character to focus on outside of Flash I am um, well I've read the New 2 Flash I'm I am quite familiar with Patty, and I haven't really. I don't hate her, but I don't really like necessarily love her. You know, I, I'm pretty neutral on her, about her. I think she's a solid character in the comics, but she has really never stood out to me that much, at least in the issues that I read. Um, when whenever they have interactions together, I I do I do think that though that some of the recent stuff where, you know, Barry from the future has now kind of taken the place of the present Barry, and what they and what she and him have been kind of like doing is kind of interesting, but. The thing, yeah, I will say this. I was, as you have heard me on this podcast before, as well as during the DCTV podcast assembly show during the, um, the cancer event, um, I wasn't a big fan of season three, and I'm definitely, I'm, you know, I've said this before, I am not really a big Felicity shipper. Uh, I love Felicity Smoke, but I didn't like her this season at all. I don't like how they wrote her. And like, well, like to quote Chris, that's not to slam or attack anyone, neither the actors or the writers. I just think that they just took some different directions this year, and I don't think it was maybe the best decision. But, you know, I I want to love Felicity Smoke again, because I think she was a really unique character. But like, as it goes for The Flash, that the fact that the casting call is saying, literally, think Eros Felicity Smoke, it's like, here's the thing. Caitlin and Iris are, you know, they're, they're great female characters, and I think that they have both of some of those qualities that Patty has, and I feel like, but it's, it feels basically what they're doing is that they're taking this character that is, she's somewhat a little bit like Felicity Smoke in the comics, but she isn't, like, completely like a Felicity Smoke, but it feels like they're just, like, taking a character from the comics and just trying to, it's only the name, but it's really not the, the whole character as a whole. I, I do like that they're kind of sticking her to to, you know, to the CCPD and that um, that she's going to be there or whatever. I think you know, the PD, the police department there should have some more female presence. And someone like Patty could do that. But I don't really think that we need another Felicity Smoke um, in the in the Flare universe. I think that we have, you know, Felicity Smoke is unique because of of the fact that there, that, that there aren't many, that many type of char- characters that are like Felicity in the TV universe. And I feel that... I don't think each show needs a Felicity. I don't think they need to have, you know, both shows need to have their own Diggle, their own Laurel, their own, you know, I feel like all these characters should be unique on their own for, because they have, you know, years and like 20, 70 years of 
comic book background or whatever. So here's the thing: we probably should, we, you know, we, we're not judging any of that. You know, it was kind of like a little, a little bit of an eye roller when I saw the news, and um, and and right away, you know, Wendy was <laughs> of that's obviously Patty because of like oh all the qualities they're looking for, and. Um, so you know, I look forward to see who they're gonna cast. You know, I'm, I'm you know David Rappaport. He casts, he's only casting great people all the time. So I know it's gonna be someone really great, and hopefully not too similar to Emily Bed Records. You know, I love Emily Bed, but I don't think we need. Like I said, we don't need another Felicity Smoke, and we don't need like, I think, I don't know who said it on Twitter, but like, Felicity is so great because of what Emily brings to the role, because of how unique her performances are. So I don't feel like we need to, like, let's find another Emily bed. Like, let's try and find another duplicate, basically. You know, let's try and make it a little bit more different. And so maybe, who knows, maybe Patty can have something with Cisco or maybe with um, with some, some other uh, character. It doesn't just have to be Barry. And, you know, the West Allen fan in me is just like, no, don't get in the way. I want Barry and Iris together. It's like, leave them alone. Uh, like, try, West Allen fans, I'm hearing you. And, I you know, I feel the same way. So, um... But Adam, what do you think? Like, are you like kind of like are you maybe are you do you feel differently from what from what me and Chris are saying, or how do you feel about this? Well, look, I agree with you that you know Arrow season three. I don't think I agree with you. I don't think that Felicity was written particularly well, but I did enjoy her appearances on the Flash this season. I think it was episode four, the crossover, and then episode eighteen with Ray Palmer. So. If they can give us something similar to the Felicity that we saw in those episodes, then I'm all on board. Now, that being said, it's like you said, don't give us a carbon copy of Felicity Smoke on The Flash. Make her a unique character. Don't just copy what, you know, Arrow's already done. Um, and then I, I guess the, really the only other thing is I hope that this romantic relationship that Barry has now is a bit more substantial than, you know, what he had in season one with Linda Park. I liked Linda. thought she was cool. I suspect we're going to see her again at some point. But personally, I just... Those couple episodes where they were going out together just didn't really do anything for me. So whatever happens with uh, Barry and Patty or, you know, whoever this character is, I just... I hope they kind of execute that relationship better, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but let's talk about another character that they're casting that I think... There's some more excitement too because a lot of people, more people, definitely be talking more about this piece of news than anything. So, Adam, who else is the TV Line reporting that is coming to the show? Well, TV Line is reporting that another hero will be gracing Central City. Uh, they describe this mysterious hero as a classically square-jawed hero in his 30s or early 40s who is slightly slightly cynical, quote, with an edge. And the casting call lists this man as John Clark, you know, once again, a pseudonym. And it's, by the way, just for, as a fun fact, it's referring to the DC Comics letterer named John Clark, who worked <laughs> on some books a couple decades ago. But, yeah, once again, we have this mysterious character who we can only guess. And, by the way, really quickly, kind of reminds me of last year when they hinted at... Uh, Ray Palmer, you know, they gave him the fake name before we actually found out who he was. You know, everyone's trying to guess which superhero is it? Is it Blue Beetle? Is it someone else? Or, hmm. you know, we don't know. I, um, <laughs> and um, honestly, some of some of our speculation is that it is 
the character of Jay Garrick. And, you know, if you want to learn more about Jay Garrick, I would just go back to all the way in season zero, listen to our first character spot that is actually about Jay Garrick. Uh, Jay Garrick, you know, just quickly, he is... Technically, he is the first speedster of the DC Universe, but he's... he's there's been some retcons and whatever, and, Barry, you know, technically, Barry is seen as somewhat of the first Flash, but Jay Garrick was... I don't know, it's... It's it, it's it's interesting dynamic how they kind of like he is the first one but not really. He uh, from his okay from a historical perspective you know obviously from us Jay was the first Flash being introduced in 1940 but within the DC universe you know what with parallel Earths and different timelines sometimes they get their start at the same time sometimes Jay has been at it a couple years longer than Barry it's you know it's hard to keep track of everything. Well when uh, when. Garrick's helmet came through in the season yes. finale. Oh my and I'm God. not, you know, if anyone hasn't seen it by now, it's not a huge spoiler. It's It was out there before the episode even aired, but there was just like the fanboy in me just like screamed, maybe squealed, but still, I was like, holy shit. I was, even though I knew it was coming, I didn't know what they were going to do, but just that little, that little element, it was tiny, it was small, but it was so big. And obviously now that we're talking about potentially of a Jay Garrick character. Uh, oh, man, it would be great. It would be so good. Just bring a whole other dynamic to the show. So, um, Adam, what do you think? Do you think Do you think it could be maybe someone else than Jay? Well, I originally thought, and then I later found out that a lot of people, other people had the same train of thought as me. When I was looking at this description, it almost, it kind of reminded me of Hawkman. Just, you know, the classic square-jawed hero, cynical, he has an edge. Um and, you know, maybe we will eventually get be introduced to Hawkman at some point. You know, we're getting Hawkgirl and Legends of Tomorrow. But, yeah, because shortly before uh, the season one finale aired, uh, I think it was Grant Gustin that did say we will be exploring uh, different parallel universes and parallel timelines in season two. And, you know, you got to think that Jay Garrick in this universe, much like, you know, in the New 52 right now, he's going to be from a different Earth. And then when you take into account this description, it does sound a lot like him because, you know, New 52 aside, you know, in that pre-New 52 era, Jay is like several decades older than Barry. Now, obviously, you might not be able to replicate that on the show, but as long as you have him at least 10 years older than Barry, if not more, then I think you can have that sort of interesting maybe mentor dynamic or, you know, at the very least, you know, a more experienced hero, you know, working with Barry, teaming up, showing him the ropes. But yeah, I am. I would definitely be interested to see how they tackle Jay on the show, especially the costume. Yeah, I um, I had some, I had some conversations with you about this off air, and I had some conversations with some people on Twitter. Um, some people are kind of like, there's some Flash fans that I that I understand where they're coming from that felt a little bit upset that they're kind of going with a younger Jay. But, if, you know, in the current comic book, he is, you know, on, on Earth, too, and he is he is younger. So, you know, and I, I feel also realistically, if you want to have him being able to run around and stuff, like it's, you know, realistically, it's not going to make that much sense if you have, like, a 65-year-old man running around in Super Speed when you know that that's basically going to just kill his heart. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I, I will personally say this, that I'm, I'm quite excited about this, and I, that it's most likely going to be Jay Garrick. I think that it, Jay is someone that should definitely be brought into the TV show because, you know, you know this 
this show was said from the beginning that you know they don't have any limits in terms of like characters from the Flash mythos, so that you know there shouldn't really be like you know well you know we're gonna use Jay Gerrick for the movies or whatever, as so, which it kind of it would kind of be fun like if we couldn't use a J on the TV show, but he gets to be in the film, so whatever. Oh, but, um, like, who would you cast? Though? Like, I, our good buddy uh, Dave Jones, one of our new graphic designers of the Flash Podcast crew, he actually, I was talking to him the other day, and he brought up, like, that Mark Valley, I think he's from, yeah, Mark Valley from Human Target, would be, like, a good choice for, for Jay Garrick. I'm like, I can kind of see that. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not good with fan casting, but I would say if you're gonna ch- cast Jay, go with someone who's you know a known face on TV, someone who's had you know years of experience. People have seen him in a variety of different things. Don't go with like someone who's more unknown. You want you want someone with that experience. Who would you cast, um, Chris? If you had any suggestions, um, not George Clooney because he's an. <laughs> Why? I mean, why would you? Why would you? Why would you even bring him up? Because <laughs> I wanted to. I thought it would be funny, and sure enough, it was to Adam anyway. No, oh, it's kind of, it's funny that you, out of all the names, it's like you know, well, like Adam says, "Let's go with someone big," and you're like, you know, George Clooney should not be Jake. George, George Clooney learned from his mistakes, so you know. And that's... I don't. I don't want flash nipples. So, oh my god, never mind what I just said. That's. Stay in, stay in there's so many, there's so many there's so many multiverse roads we can go with that comment Andy just oh, made. Oh Jesus Christ. just go, just say <laughs> your takes. <laughs> you know what? Um you know I don't really have anyone in particular in mind for Jay Garrett quite frankly. Um I, I just I, I would I trust in the Brillanti team and all the casting they've done to date and I, I just I, I think I don't think they'll disappoint, quite frankly. And they've also been good at, they've also been getting a fa- getting fairly well, or fairly unknown actors who are great come into the show. And and like with, if you look at The Flash, obviously, but also Arrow too. So I'm not overly concerned about who they'll get. Um, like I said, I don't have anyone in mind in particular. So Yeah, I I was thinking about um, the other day because Team Wolf is coming back soon to MTV. And um there's an actor, I don't know what his name is, but the guy who plays Styles' dad, uh, I think he was like on the original Melrose plays or 90210 or whatever. Um, not that I ever watched those shows when I was growing up because I, they, they, they came, yeah, whatever. But um, <laughs> Styles' dad from, let me, you know, I will look him up. But, you know, John Hamm would be kind of fun. John Hamm would be cool, but I, I mean, no, no offense to our, our, our good show or anything. I doubt that he would want to get involved with flash when you know he has a movie career heaven but i do agree with you if they like they grade his hair great like you know dyed his hair gray a little bit on the sides and you know put the helmet on him that would definitely look cool i, I just i just want him on the comic book show already um lynn um let's see if i can say this lyndon ashby from um, from team i think he would be pretty he's 55 years old uh, but he doesn't really look like he's 55 he looks like maybe like in his mid-40s so um like someone like that would be fun, and you know, I know a lot. You know, would be would be kind of hilarious though if they actually, because it's a multiverse. What if they actually did make John the ship Jay Garrick in a? You know, he could still be Henry Allen, who's still in prison sadly, but then also, but on, on in the on Earth Two or whatever, he can be uh, Jay Garrick or whatever. You know what, man? I love that idea. Like, I love it. But I feel like it's like too much to ask, though. No. I, 
No, no. It's cool. It's cool. That'd be great. But if they're casting, if they're specific going out and say they're casting someone, like, why would TV9 get a scoop on that character that is basically already cast? But just to make sure that we're casting it, but he's kind of cast. Well, I think we we all know that it's not going to be Ship in that kind of role. I mean, a main role. But just even as a, um, even as like a newspaper clipping from a different universe, uh, would be kind of cool, you know. It wouldn't be any different than like in a lot of the DC comics, like Earth Two, the New Fifty Two Earth Two. Um, you know, it was Thomas Wayne as Batman, right? So, uh, so you know, uh, little little Easter eggs like that, like flip it around to the Flash. I think it would be really cool. I'm glad you brought that up. That would be, I, I think. Personally, I would love to see I would love to see John Wesley Ship as an alternate universe Flash running beside his quote unquote son. You know, like just <laughs> even if it was only for a moment. I just think it would be awesome if that if they somehow like if because they're tapping into different herbs that they tapped into the CBS Flash universe and just like for us, it would just be so great to just see. John and Grant run together on like on water or buildings or whatever. But but you got you guys you know let's you know, let's make this a conversation on Twitter and the the Facebook group. I know it's been a little bit inactive lately. You know it's like you know I think people are just like you know sitting at home and they're just wanting Flash to come back so bad. But like, let's try and chat about this. Like who would you want to see play Jay Garrick? Who would you want to see play Patty Spivet on on the Flash in season two? And let's see like let's make some speculations. Maybe one one of them will come true. It's kind of exciting, so I'm sure we will have news soon. But uh, but let's get to our final piece of discussion, which is Comic-Con. Comic-Con is right around the corner. We will be at Comic-Con, but more about that in a little bit. But uh, Adam, what's, what is The Flash and DCTV going to be up to at uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2015? Well, they've got a lot in store for fans. So on Saturday night, uh, sorry, I can't remember the day, but you know, the, the week that Comic-Con's going on on Saturday night from 8 to 11 p.m. in Hall H. DCTV is going to be basically, they're going to be doing their whole presentation you know, during this, what they call a three-hour experience. And July 11th, among the by other, the way. Sorry, July 11th. Yeah, th- thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but you know, among, the, among the things they're going to show are a pilot screening of Supergirl, which I'm sure a lot of you are excited to see. <laughs> it will also be a uh, preview night, so if anyone's going to preview night at Ballroom 20, which I'll be going to, Supergirl will be screened there as well. I forgot to put it in the notes. I'm Adam, I'm so sorry for interrupting you. It's you can, okay, you can, you can okay. just vibrate your your hand through my heart whenever you want to, if you can. Oh, uh, if only. No, I'm kidding. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm not needed. Oh, I will leave. I will leave. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so, there, so on Saturday night, they're going to be showing... Uh, the Supergirl pilot, and afterwards it's going to be followed by a Q&A with the, you know, the stars of the show and the producers. And then afterwards are going to be individual video presentations and Q&As with the stars and producers of Arrow, The Flash, and Gotham's, you know. I'm assuming Grant will be there, you know, the other, the other big players in the show. And then finally, there's going to be a special Q&A with the people behind Legends of Tomorrow and a peek at the new digital series, Vixen. Which Finally. the animated series that they announced uh, earlier was it earlier this yeah earlier this year yeah so they got a they got a full slate man yeah and uh, including you know this highly anticipated movie present they're gonna have because you know Saturday July 11th is gonna be a big one for 
DC fans of the films and the TV shows. Uh, they haven't announced what they're doing with the films because Warner Brothers likes to keep secrets for some reason. Why would? Well, you know, that? last year they uh, they gave that Batman v Superman teaser, and you know they gave us the first look at Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. So who knows what they're bringing this year? But it doesn't. Oh, hey. It doesn't hurt that they're kind of like you just like put it on the schedule, and let it be, let people know. But uh, but just you know briefly and so on. Um, I think it's interesting. Legends of Tomorrow will be there in fact, and I'm sure they're gonna shoot something. I think they're shooting something, maybe soon. I have you know, no insight. Sort of don't email me. Be like Andy, Andy, what do you know? Like no, I think they're gonna shoot something, a little something, because you can't have a Q and A about a show if you don't have any footage. Like it's like. It's like with season one of Shield when they um, when they were there for the first time at Comic Con. If they hadn't shown their pilot or, or not a trailer, then what could people then ask them about? So, so I think they're going to be a little a little new trailer for Legends, and um, I'm excited to see find out who is voicing Vixen and if it's maybe someone that could possibly play the role in live action because I do think Vixen should be brought into Arrow or the Flash or maybe her own show. Like you know, let's bring a, you know more female shows. I think that would be great. Um, I, I'm glad it's going to be at Hall Age. I think that's the right platform to do it. And um, it's going to be fun to see all the people together. Because even though some of these shows cannot do crossovers at this at this point, you know, Super Bowl is more likely going to be the one that will eventually cross over with Aaron the Flash and Legends because, you know, CBS and CW, you know, the whole thing. Gotham will probably never cross over because it's Fox. And um, there's really no connection between CW and Fox. So, um now I'm looking. I'm I'm excited to find out more, and I think that as we're getting closer, you know, we're only two or three weeks away, but um, but let's go around, you know, quickly around this table. Um, Chris, what are you looking forward to? To what show are you most excited about to learn more about in its future season or its first season or like what which which of these shows are you most excited to learn more about? Uh, you know. Uh... Before Supergirl, the six-minute Supergirl trailer was released. But before that, I, you know, I would have really wanted to know about Legends of Tomorrow or Flash, more about Flash season two or the direction they're going to take with Arrow as a light, more lighthearted. But for season four, that is. But really, um, I, I really want to learn more about about Supergirl actually because uh, they've done a great. I think they've done a great thing. One. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of all comics and heroes done right, and they're being done right these days. But uh, uh, I'm also a dad, and my daughter saw watched the six minute trailer that that they put out for Supergirl, and she was, you know, she's like five. She's like, oh my god, I want to watch that. And to <laughs> me, that's sort of like, okay, way to go, CBS, you just won, you know. And that's you know, but I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a great show for all ages. Um, but it's also really nice. Uh, it, it's it's good to see um, a show like that. That I didn't tell my daughter anything about it. I just turned it on, and she was so excited. I'm sure there'll be scenes where she won't be able to watch, but uh, for the most part, uh, it's just kind of fun for me. Anyway, that's just more the dad in me than the fanboy in me talking, but uh, <laughs> there you go. There's my answer. Adam? Uh, while I am looking forward to Supergirl, I got to go with, uh, you know, I'm mostly looking forward to what they bring for Arrow and Flash. Uh, Flash, more along the lines of who these characters are, you know, which new faces will be seen during season two. Uh, Arrow, kind of more of a, them revealing what the storyline's going to be like with uh, the villains Hive and you know, the, the, the rumored Damien Dark, as, you know, all, as well as whether the show is going to alter its tone in season four, which 
I really hope it does. Mm-hmm. Things things can only get so dark, and I'm not against dark storylines, but you know, come on, just give us a break. Oh my God, sorry to jump in. I totally agree. Like, <laughs> I, I was exactly. so I was so pleased to see them announce after season three that the next season of Arrow is going to take a bit of a more Flash like turn in terms of uh, tone. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong, and I think that's actually having a balance. I think that's I think that's just going to make it a better show i think that because i think that look once again i don't want batman with a bow and an arrow i want green arrow and i think that we're hopefully gonna start getting more into that direction you know i think that like i said before laurel was was you know one of the highlights for me in this season and i and you know more so than oliver and i think that if she you know if they can if they if they're able to kind of give me the black hair that i want from the comics then i i do think we should be able to get the green arrow that we want from the comics the more smarty ass type of person and all that but uh, me personally you know i'm obviously you know because we you know i do the flash podcast you know, of course i'm definitely most excited to learn more about season two of the flash but but i'm really i really want to see more of what's going on with supergirl i'm i'm looking forward to see the pilot for the first time at ballroom 20 you know I'm, you know this that trailer man that you know glenn winter makes it look so freaking cinematic uh, and he's the pilot director who's directed a couple of episodes of arrow and the flash and uh, as well as um, smallville so you know he's he's no stranger to the dc universe so i'm excited to see that i'm going to be seeing with some friends you know we're gonna hopefully um some people from Legends of Tomorrow podcast that has just kicked off their season zero the first episode will actually be available after this one, on uh, we're re- releasing our episodes on Wednesdays, and they- theirs will be out on Thursday of this week. You will learn everything about their format. They did the show live, uh, so if you missed it, you will be able to check it out on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, and you will learn all about its structure for Season Zero. It's a, a little bit different from uh, from the Flashback and Supergirl Radio, but it's still a, a great member of the DC TV podcast family. But uh, yes, yeah, Supergirl for sure. I really just really want to see what Vixen is like, because it's the first animated DC show in a very long time. Like, look, I've boycotted Carter Network because they just take everything that I love, Young Justice, for example. So, you know, I'm excited to see a new DC animated series that is not Carter Network and that is six episodes, for example. I think that's a very interesting one. And uh, hopefully it will lead to her coming into live action. So, um, I really want to see what they do present for Legends Tomorrow. And, you know, you know, Overall, I'm excited for all of it, but you know, I think Flash and Supergirl is uh, a little bit higher on my list. But I think it's overall, it's going to be a great experience for all DC TV fans, and we're going to do our best to cover that event that Saturday. You know, we, as a matter of fact, you know, we will be going to Comic Con. Lauren and Amy and I from the Flash Podcast will be there, and um, Cat, who is one of the hosts of Legends of Tomorrow podcast, along with uh, co-host Tony Kim, who is also known for. To a lot of you Comic-Con fans out there as Crazy for number four, Comic-Con, uh, which is a great, you know, he does a great coverage on his site where you can kind of get great tips about how to do the best out of your experience at Comic-Con. So they're going to be at Comic-Con. So five members from the DC TV podcast family will be there and we'll be hanging out and hopefully we'll be at the DC TV panel and covering all the things that will come out from that amazing presentation. So... But more more on that in future episodes of season 1.5, which will be probably in, you know, the next episode we'll probably do start starting up our character reviews, and then we're gonna do some 
update before we take off for Comic-Con and let everyone know where you can find us there and what we're going to be up to and all that. So we're quite excited about it. But um, but that's actually going to wrap up our episode for this week. Uh, like I said, we're going to start a little bit small this week as we're kicking off our Season 1.5. So while The Flash is... MIA till October. I spe- speculation. I do think the se- season two premiere of The Flash will be on Tuesday, October sixth. Don't quote me on that. It's just a speculation because I, I just think that's when it's going to return, and then Arrow season four will return on Wednesday, October seventh, which is my birthday. So it would be kind of fun. Like last year, I got to spend my birthday with Flash, and this year, I I will hopefully get to spend my birthday with Arrow on um, if it's. If that's the official premiere, I'm sure that before Comic Con, you will we will know when the shows are coming back because CBS has announced their premieres, ABC has done it, I think NBC, I think NBC has done it. Um, but overall, I just the only show I care about on NBC is Heroes Are Born because a few for casting Constantine. Um, <laughs> there's well, there's I'm not gonna hold it back, but um, but yeah, but that's gonna wrap up our episode for this week. Um, Chris, tell us about your website that you've been working on several several months now and uh, where people can find you on the interwebs thanks andy uh yes so i am the managing editor of a website called geeknerdnet.com and uh basically it's the golden age of creator-owned comics and we are there to tell you about them as best we can and uh yeah you have an indie comic you have a creator-owned book we want to talk about it, specifically me. Uh, so you can find us at geeknerdnet.com and also on Twitter at geeknerdnet. And myself, Chris the Comic Nerd, you can find me at comic underscore Canuck. And uh, yeah, send me your notes about how uh, annoying I might have been in this podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. And uh, thanks for having me on, guys. No, of course, you're part of the crew, and it was about damn time we brought you back. Hopefully you will be here for as much as we can have you on uh, in season 1.5 and hopefully season 2 as well because we, you know, we're a big family now not just in the DCD podcast family but also the Flash podcast crew um, Adam, before you let everyone know where people can find the podcast and stuff like that tell us a little about your work over at CinemaBlend Right, so I am a contributing writer for CinemaBlend.com uh, I primarily do news articles and features slash lists on, you know comic book properties both in the movies and tv shows do a few other other types of articles here and there but you can find me you can find my articles on cinemablend.com or if you want to chat with me on twitter about almost anything geek related be it superheroes star wars doctor who whatever uh you can find me at mr adam holmes so and uh, let's talk a little about where people can find the flash podcast because we're you know we're everywhere so where can they find us on the internet well, of course, you can find us at the main website, theflashpodcast.com. Uh, on Twitter, we are at The Flash Podcast. And on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash The Flash Podcast. Uh, we're also part of the Google Plus Flash Fan Circle, uh, run by our friend Hank of TV Fanatic. Uh, of course, subscribe to us at iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And uh, please, if you can, leave us an, a review on iTunes. We love hearing your feedback. And lots of stars. Exactly. Uh, also, make sure to listen to our good friend Mike Schmidt's Flash Opera at SoundCloud.com slash Flash Opera. Uh, we also want to give a shout-out to our good friends over at the Mix Radio Network and ZapToIt.com. And, of course, if you have any questions or comments for us at all, you can email us at TheFlashPodcast at gmail.com. 
And if you want to follow me personally on uh, on the internet, you can find all my work that I'm doing at TVOremind.com. Just a big thank you to everyone who's been checking out my, my two big editorials that I did a few weeks ago. I did an article about why I think Katie Cassie was uh, Arrow Season 3's MVP. Got so much support and love for that. Also some negative comments, but you know... Haters gonna hate, yo. So thank you for all those nice comments. And also my other editorial that I wrote, which was why Grant Gustin, to me, was the MVP of this past TV season. And uh, thank, you, thank you so much for everyone who's retweeted and shared on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google+. Plus. Am I miss MySpace? No, MySpace is dead. Never mind. So, <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Now I feel old. So thank you all so much for sharing my my work and you know supporting me and letting me know that you appreciate the the stuff that I wrote. And um, you can find me on my personal Twitter account at Andrew So that's it. Um, we're gonna be back next week with some flashy coverage, pun intended. So oh. for <laughs> boom. So for our team members, Scott Murray, Amy Marie, Lauren Galloway. David Jones, Mike Halpin, Steph, I'm Andy B. I'm Adam Holmes. And I'm Chris Duker. And we will see you next week on the Flash Podcast. Mm-hmm.